You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hello, Aston Villa fans, and welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate podcast, the post-match podcast. After what I would describe as an absolutely awful nil-all draw against Leeds United. Um, both teams were awful, but my God, when you play half a game with, with the numerical advantage and you serve up that atrocity in attack, I'm, I'm sorry, there's not going to be too many nice words on this podcast. Uh, we'll smile when we're saying the bad words, though, because we're asking for the fans. We just want the best for this club. But my God, that was tough watching. That was tough watching in, in the second half. There is no excuse for some of the stuff there. The finishing was woeful. The the creativity, I thought, was poor. Yeah, Gerard talked about in his, in his post-match co- press conference that we had 19 shots, 12 of them were inside the box. What does he want? A medal. You were playing against 10 men. You should have absolutely owned the ball. But we didn't even own the ball. And, and like... I, I, I don't know. I, I genuinely have to look at that and say we had players with their hands in the air going, what in the hell are we supposed to do here? And that's not that's a problem in itself. But Paddy, talk to me. Try and make me feel a small bit better about that game if you can at all, please. The only plus point of this game is it wasn't on fucking Friday night and we had to sit through the whole weekend of mulling over it. I am absolutely livid. And the reason I'm livid is because I'm after... I, I, Deliberately said to you there, let, let me watch Gerard's podcast or uh, interview before we come on here. And he's on there giving out about our strikers. The fucking striker he left on for 90 minutes. He's giving out about him in the, in the press conference. Yeah. What yeah. the hell? What, what, what have we got here? I'm sorry. The screw is torn for me. I'm done with him. I'm done. I, I just don't know how he can justify his existence if that's the case. He has the gall to come on TV and give out about a striker that he left on for 90 minutes. I'm not joking, Neil. I agree. I just I just finished my dinner. If Ollie Watkins had to sat down to eat that dinner, he wouldn't have finished it. 
Yeah. Fucking useless. I'm done. I'm done with him. I'm done with him completely. How he can persist with Ollie Watkins, give out about the strikers, and have two natural born finishers sitting on the bench is an absolute joke. I just can't get it. I, I, I don't know what I don't know what we're doing here. Nobody's nobody can can convince me that whatever the question is, Stephen Gerrard is the answer because it's absolutely dreadful what I'm watching. He's persistent with Coutinho. Coutinho offered very little today. He offered a bit more against Southampton. I'm sorry, it's not going to be the answer either. Oh yeah, we I, we need players on there that can create chances. The likes of Buendia with those slide rule balls. We don't need Ollie Watkins on the end of them. The, I watched the slow mo there of the last chance he missed. He's not even looking to see where the goalkeeper is. All that all that man is concentrating on is hitting that ball cleanly. He doesn't give a fuck where the goalkeeper is. If we if that if that's Danny Ings or if that's Cameron Archer, he's waiting. He's he's there looking for waiting on that keeper to go down. And he dinks it over him. Both of them are. Both of them are, in my opinion. I've seen nothing else to convince me otherwise. Ollie Watkins, no. I don't care how hard he works. He has done absolutely nothing today. And he has been... Him and, and Steven Gerrard are the object of my absolute angst at where we're going forward. And do you know what? I booked a trip for the Brentford game this week be, purely because I was missing football. Now I'm dreading it already. Last time you were dreading going to a game, I think we went and we won. <laughs> if I remember that last season, you were dreading going the, to a game. The only way we're beating Brentford, the team that beat Leeds 5-2 only a, only a few weeks ago, is if we play with a different striker and there's, a, there's somebody else making the decisions. Because how he can come out here and justify telling us that we're not good enough, yet he left Coutinho and he left yeah. Ollie Watkins up there yeah. scratching their hole. Yeah. Ollie Watkins, I, I lost count on how many times he was offside. The man can't keep himself onside. I, I honestly don't know what he's doing up there. If he's got to be part of this team, maybe it's for Coutinho, maybe it's for Bailey, I don't know. Maybe he creates chances instead of scoring them because he's just not going to score goals for us. The, well, not enough. The, I, I, thought, I thought Coutinho was okay today. I don't think Coutinho is a massive problem. I think Coutinho put in a bit, a lot more effort today than the likes of Leon Bailey, I think. I, I was I was very disappointed in Bailey today. Um, mm. Couple of flashes, couple of, when the ball was given to him, um, given to him and he had acres and he had space to do something yeah he was able to do something could manufacture nothing himself I, th I thought he was show pony territory out there today Um, just thought he was very poor that's not to say I think that he should be binned off absolutely not just had a poor game today I thought Coutinho was pretty good I don't know how the ball how that, that acrobatic effort he had hit the post and then I don't know how when the ball came back Watkins put it that much wide he put it as wide as a house you know and I don't know how that happened but going back to the point here because we could sit here and we're not Digging players out. They had, there was some poor performances there today. There was some poor, poor performances of people at their their core role. Is what I'm going to say. Yeah. And namely, Ollie Watkins and, and Leon Bailey were poor performances today. And um, we're going to work our way back the field because I think some people actually played pretty well today. I think some people. I think that midfield maybe eat my uh, eat my words a small bit. Albeit the fact that they did play one half with with um, you know with probably yeah. even numbers in there, but. Just going back to what you said there about Jared's Jared's press conference afterwards, like why can't he just sit there and just give the benign answer? He always has to do the like, and then he tried to justify it, going, "Well, I, I dug out my defenders when we were defending poorly, and now I'm going to dig out my, my attackers when we're no dig out no one." Just sit there and say, yeah, look, on another day, they go in today, they didn't go in, mm -hmm. we're going to go go back and work hard on this. Don't be doing this whole, it's on me, it's on them. 
You can't say it's on me if you turn around directly and say it's on them. And for that reason, I'm just sick of him every time he opens his mouth at this stage. I'm sick of his press conferences. Literally, he walks into that with a big massive foot in his mouth every single time. And I'm sick of it. If he it doesn't have the intelligence to be able to go in there and give a benign, completely vanilla, stupid, vapid press conference that has nothing coming out of it, well, then please don't send him out there at all. Send out Critchley, send out Gary Mack or something like that. Because for me, it's just really frustrating. It's really frustrating hearing him like literally have those open kind of snipes at players in the in 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 there. It's been going on since the day he walked in this door. It's been going on since the day he walked in the door at Ibrox. And for me, it's absolutely galling. That's killing me. It's absolutely killing me because no one talks down my club. No one talks down like no one talks down my club. No one comes in here and thinks that and 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 starts saying that. Yes, we can talk about players having bad games, but every single time that when you pass the blame and pass the book as the as the manager, well, then somebody needs to point that finger right back at you, buddy. And I'm sorry, but you had fifty. What was it? You had 43 minutes or 40, 40 minutes against 10 men today. And what did you do? You sat in your sat in your arms. As for McPhee, as for Austin McPhee, lads, Austin McPhee, give me a break. That Like, genuinely, what's he doing? Crossing his fingers, Douglas scores from a corner again. Absolutely useless today. Useless from freeze. All we did was cross the ball long onto the back post if we had the ability to do it. But we didn't. I'm, I'm sick of that. Today was an awful game. Today was an, a, just... And we come away and we, we're on a three-game unbeaten streak and we're this... I'm this kind of yeah. aggressive about the whole thing. And that's what I am. Because it's just not good enough. It's not good enough. Roy Keane, hey, by the way, everybody, sit down when I'm going to say this. Roy Keane was dead right today. For the attacking talent that Aston Villa have in the field there, yes, the players, the players do need to take... do need to take uh, a, a look at themselves. But what I will say is that not one of them mentioned that Stephen Gerrard is a problem. They're tiptoeing around the six goals uh, only this season and asking him questions. And he was going, of course, we want to score more goals. Well, then do something about it. and Don't leave a fella on for 90 minutes who couldn't hit the back end of a barn yeah. on, on this one day today. So come on, give me a break. Did Roy Keane say that after the interview? I doubt it. Because they all no, look out for each other. He didn't. No. Yeah. And and if we, if we sack him and a fella comes in and does worse... Oh, you should have kept Gerard. You pulled the finger. You pulled the trigger too early. Blah blah blah. Look, this was pretty shocking today. I don't care what way you look at it. We should be beating Leeds with eleven men, let alone with ten. They're not a good side. They weren't a good side. They got one shot on target. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, one on target. Yeah. Was that one shot on target? Not Ezri Kanza getting a block. No, well, it, it's. I I just yeah. saw a comment there to say that they're one shot on target. I'm don't have yeah. anything open here in front of me. The bottom, the bottom line is we have a very creative front, potential front five, or however way you want to line them up, and we can't do it. So, who's our fault here? Uh-huh. A manager that leaves that fella sitting on the sitting on the bench, that's a natural born goal scorer, when it was crying out for him the minute that player went off. And I, wa- I wasn't saying take off Watkins after 50, 50 minutes. I was saying bring him on with Watkins. Sure Go intense. to a stop. Keep them in their half. Keep them pinned back there. And then just hope for a mistake and we, and we get something out of it. I, I just can't get my head around what he tried to do today. And then to come out afterwards and say what he did, bearing in mind that Ollie Watkins can't hit a fucking barn door and he left them on for 90 minutes. It's inexcusable. Absolutely Could, inexcusable to be calling them out after the game. I'm going I'm to preface it. Where I'm, I'm going to preface it and say Ollie Watkins... Ali Watkins just his shooting today was just all off. It was all off, and we're and that's okay. 
He's been our, he, like he's gotten double figures for us two <coughs> two seasons in a row. I want him to kick on from this, but he's not. He's not kicking on based on his performance today. Twice he had one on ones. If not three times he had one on ones. He did the exact same thing every time. I prefer to see him sky it over the bar than kick it off the goalkeeper every single time. That's the frustrating thing. Ollie Watkins has an opportunity to go to Qatar. That's the frustrating thing. What Ollie Watkins is doing at the moment is he's not putting the ball in the back of the net because he's 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 it's like as if he's shooting scared and he's kicking it off the goalkeeper. My God, like try something different. Try a bonus. Try back heel it over the goalkeeper. Do something other than the same thing you're doing for the last 20 games. Kicking it at the goalkeeper. I'm sorry. Mm. And look, I'm going to completely, I'm going to draw a line under it there now because I need to stop having a rant here because this game wasn't as bad as I'm making it out to be. And I often criticize people for, for, for making games out worse than they were. And I'm being my, I'm being my own, worst enemy the people that i dislike the most that Twitter, are the people that are hyperbolic and i feel i'm being hyperbolic now so drawing a line oh, under it new ollie watkins against brentford against uh nottingham forest should i say new no, uh, strike force no, and not, not new not new ollie watkins no ollie watkins but paddy i'm gonna tell you Ings, Ings how many chances does he want he's oh, gonna fucking play how many chances does he want what things done in his aston villa career absolutely nothing Absolutely not. Well, so he can't, got a game. He can't turn around here and say he's going to be this magic answer. Give him a but game. Oh, by all means. I don't, I don't know. Is he? What, what could he do against Watford last season? History tells us a better answer. History has told us not in an Aston Villa shirt that hasn't. He scores goals. Not an Aston Villa shirt that hasn't. He scores goals for Aston Villa. Well, no, he hasn't. He hasn't scored yes, goals on a consistent basis for Aston Villa. He hasn't scored more goals than Ali Watkins. He hasn't played. Yeah, how give him a game, see what he does. Game. Take him off. He doesn't well, like everybody. Else. You come out and justify that decision to keep Ollie Watkins on for ninety minutes. I'm not saying you that you're it. wrong in that, but the answer isn't just start to start Danny Ings and then everything's going to be magically fixed. It's not. It comes from behind. That's what I'm no. saying. Our well, how do you make our, our whole our whole attacking how do you think setup isn't right? I'm telling you, you you said a new Ollie Watkins. I'm telling you, no Ollie Watkins, because after a performance like that, you do not deserve to start the next game. I don't care how well he's doing in training; he does not deserve to play that game. Are but, you telling yeah. me that Cameron Archer hasn't been more prolific in yeah. his time? That he's, yeah, obviously lesser opposition. Yeah. Chelsea, I am yeah, telling you, Cameron Archer hasn't been as prolific yet. I'm telling there everyone, There's no way. So many times I'm hearing Ollie Watkins, oh, he's working very hard. He's doing fuck all. Nothing. This is it. I've no problem with you rotating Nothing. the strikers and giving people a job or giving people a goal. Absolutely them. zero. Don't fucking yeah. blame. Don't fucking we're, blame we're them. In in there. We're in agreement about this. But if everybody thinks it's just a case of starting things and we're going to rattle in four goals against against Nottingham Forest, our yeah. whole attacking system is broken, guys. Yeah. It's it's our attacking oh. system is a big. The issue. whole point I'm making is he cannot I, now go out and play the same front four or front three, whatever it is. He yeah. can't do that. If he does that, I'm sorry, Mister. I was going to nearly call him that. Uh, SL1. Um, it's time to go. It is t- if, he, if he plays the same front three next week and we're shit, it's time to go. I'm sorry. I, I, I have no I justification. I have no justification for keeping him in the job. I have, I have, like you know from talking to me for the last few months, since he came in, I have no grow or desire to see him staying in that job. I, I just don't think he offers anything. I have yet to see him offer one thing other than the influence to sign Coutinho and Bubakar Kamara. I don't think he's done anything else for the club. So it's time to stop the excuses. If somebody is playing shit, you need to drop them. If yeah. you've got to bring in, if you've got to bring in a young that. kid, bring in a young kid. At least show us that you are willing to change and willing to make changes and, and, and admit to your own errors of continuously playing Ollie Watkins. 100% agreeance. 100% agreeance. Anyway. Yeah. 
hundred percent agrees. And and this is, this is not a new thing for me, Neil. You know, I've been giving out for about Ollie Watkins since the season. It's started. not about anyone being right. Like as I say, this yeah. is I, I'm just frustrated that we've got two strikers up there that I've got fuck all confidence in. Well, I, I, nobody, nobody I have more confidence than the other two. I always have that. more. I've more confidence in in Cameron Archer doing a better job than Ollie Watkins. I've more confidence in Danny Ings definitely doing a, be- a better job than than Ollie Watkins. People say they can't do the lone striker. They're not. There's two. There's two players close to them. Coutinho's close to him. Buendia is close to him. He can link up play and bring fellas in around the edge of the box. Uh, you know, he drops deep. Danny Ings drops deep. Remember that rake and ball he played against Norwich from his own half. Brilliant. Yeah. I've yet to I've yet to see Ollie Watkins do enough for me and all the time at the club. Yes, he scored goals. Yes, he's still living off those the hat trick against Liverpool. He hasn't scored enough for me. Nowhere near it to justify. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's gotten the double figures in two his two seasons in a row. Well, maybe that's more down to who's around him. That's but the only excuse for that. If, okay, if you're okay. playing Premier League, if you're playing Premier League football, I'm sorry, you should be in double figures. You should be. But the, the amount pressure's of games, on, the pressure's on Danny Ings and Cameron Archer, so. As I say, and I'm okay. I'm, I'm with you in this. Yeah. I'm with you in this. I, I'm just lads. I'm going to be cynical, lads. We're not, like if we start Danny Ings again against that Forest, he might get one or two goals. He might get might get a goal. Let's just say, and and he might, and that's fine. Consistency has been nowhere near there, and this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. There's no magic fix for this with the players that we have unless we completely yeah. change formation, unless we completely change our front three. Our front three is broken at the moment. We have Coutinho and Bailey who should be doing an awful lot better alongside our striker. Even when we play two strikers up there, they can't do it. I don't know, yeah. guys. I don't have... The frustration here isn't... I'm not being angry at Paddy. I'm angry at fucking everything today. Uh, yeah. That's what it is. So I couple people said that we're having a scrap. This is, <laughs> this is what our WhatsApp is like, except it's in text version. So yeah, this is like Mammy and Daddy having a fight in front of the kids. This is what yeah. this is like. Well, Andrew, Andrew says here, anyone recall if Ings touched the ball? Ings did touch the ball, but the reason he didn't touch the ball more often is because we're lumping fucking high balls in when, when it wasn't needed. We needed to keep going the way we were and creating proper chances, like that slide rule free kick we played through to... Uh, to Ollie Watkins, so yes. instead of instead of rolling the ball across first time, he decides to step over the fucking thing. Like yeah. this is all decision making. This this is nothing new with Ollie Watkins. I'm sorry, I'm I, I know I'm gone all in on him, but I I think he deserves it. <laughs> Ings had one touch, and he was 21 yards out from goal when he was yeah 21 yards out from goal when he had that touch. It was in the 94th minute. Yeah. No, that's not me criticizing. Like, that's I don't want to be right about. And I, this isn't me saying I'm right. This is just me me saying my opinion. It's not. And this is one thing I hate about these about people who just stick to the opinion. And I don't I don't want to be one of these guys. And I'm not trying to be this guy. So just just I'm, I'm making my making my house very very clear here with regards to this. I couldn't care less if they bloody dug up somebody and put him up front and he got 25 goals for Aston Villa. Just like I don't care who's the manager as long as we're winning. But the frustration mm. is going to come out at some stage. Today was a winnable game, guys. It was a real winnable game. Southampton, yes. we won. Look, I, and I know we're on, we're on a three-game unbeaten streak, and I'll wake up in the morning and I'll go, yeah, I was a bit ranty and ravey on this podcast. But look, has to come out some stage, guys, because we're a better team than this. Everyone knows it. Everyone thinks it. Our own fans think it. Our own, like, opposition fans think it. And uh, do you know what? I think I'm actually a bit sour over the fact that for the whole game, the, the Leeds fans saying Tyrone Mings is fucking shit because he wasn't. He was probably the best defender on the field today. So <laughs> that's the, that got at me as well. And I was really in my tears. Hippo Hippo uh, says it doesn't matter yes. who starts. The problem is the service. I agree. Uh, I'm, that's... I'm sorry, but did Ollie Watkins get a couple of uh, one-on-ones? Where did that come from? The service is there. 
he has he has had he must have had purposes there against 10 men today and i know if we want to take this game yeah absolutely yeah give give one of those things and i think he puts those away i agree with you i'm just thinking as i say i'm thinking about this whole system i think is broken i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week you're here in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal making across sports media and entertainment that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I'm afraid. So, something has to be done here. We're, yeah. like, if they're going to push the button at the World Cup, push it now. Push it now and let's see who we can get in. See who's available. Take our time with it. Put Neil Critchley in there if we have to. I, I don't give a shit. I just I just don't see where we're going here. To, to, to listen to him tonight has just been galling for me now. I'm absolutely... If I, if I wasn't fuming after the match, I'm even worse now. Yeah. This is one... Paddy, we often get messages and we often get, get emails and stuff like that saying, uh, um, guys, I love your level-headed approach. Guys, I love the fact you're never too high or you're never too low about, about games. I think we've burst that bubble tonight. <laughs> but something something you over the edge. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I, I don't know what it was tonight. Like I, I should be I should be like normal Neil would be sitting here going, Look, we're on a three game winning streak. We needed to win dirty. This is the first time we were away from home we're after getting points. I don't know what made me snap tonight. I really don't. It was like I've no idea. I wish I knew. And I'll probably wake up in the morning and I go, Yeah, it's probably yeah, it was probably too harsh. But look, you can't put the genie back no. in the bottle, and that's the problem. I, I've been We've bottling up that harshness for weeks now. I'm bottling up for weeks. Uh, With you, yeah. you, 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 you take out that uh, that game against Man I'm City. Still here. We, Keep talking. You take out that game against Man City. We've been average, absolutely average. So yeah, I've been bottling this up for weeks. This this just <laughs> pushed me over the edge, and the game itself probably didn't push me over the edge. It's probably unfortunate that we didn't start until I heard Stephen Gerrard. Saying his words of, wisdom. I told you it was a bad idea. I told you it was a bad idea. I just don't know. I, I I don't know why. Maybe he did. Maybe maybe uh, maybe Roy Keane actually had a pair of balls and actually called him out on it afterwards. I don't know, but th- that was some shower of tripe to throw up. Throw up to fans who've had who are in in the midst of an economic crisis, having paid more for their season tickets, and that's the drivel we're looking at. Get a grip, man. This has to be sorted out and sorted out quickly. We've put up with it now for nearly a year. A handful of good performances is all we've seen in that year. It's not good enough. It's not good enough for a club of our size to be letting a manager like him cut his teeth. It's time, as far as I'm concerned. After that interview, it's time to press the button. It's time to get a manager in there who can grow us in January and grow us for the long term. Because this isn't happening. Right, lads, we're going to leave it there because uh, this is a non-normal podcast, I think, for, <laughs> for me for me anyway. Um, and I'm sitting here and I'm kind of going, I don't even remember half the things I said 10 minutes ago. And that's never a good stage when you've got a microphone in front of you, considering that I know at some stage I was kind of going, uh, ah, Jesus, you should put a microphone in front of anyone who's going to say stupid things. And I've probably done a million and one times worse today. Um, but uh, I do want to say, yeah, listen, thanks so much, everybody, for watching, for listening. Um, we're Villa fans. 
at the at, at the end of the day, we're Villa fans. We want the best for the club. I know we were very harsh on a couple of players tonight. That's like based on the performance today, we should be beating a team with ten men. There was some very very poor finishing today. Um, can we fix it? Let's just hope we can. Um, the disappointment comes in that way, and and uh, you know as it, it it look it is what it is. And uh, I'm I'm like we've we remember God be with the days, Paddy, who we were criticised about being the reason. Remember, I remember I got an email before <laughs> said you're the reason why Dean Smith hasn't been sacked because you haven't called him out yet. I remember I got I remember I was getting an email email every single day from the same email address telling me that. I think um, I think that comment sums it up. Proper podcast, lol. We we don't normally have a battle like yeah. that. Off off air, we do from time to time. <laughs> and but half uh, the time we're already half the time we're already pushing each other's buttons on purpose. Anyway, well, yeah. I am anyway. Whatever I missed in Patty, I'm sitting back laughing <laughs> my ass off. Going, <laughs> yeah. So uh, look, anyway, I love you, Patty. Just in case anybody thinks, man, you've been Patty. fighting this whole time. I love you, Patty. <laughs> <laughs> But listen, guys, look, and I love this club and I love all our players and I hope that they continue, to, that they, they, that we find some way of making them the best players in Claret and Blue than we possibly can because, look, it's frustrating every single week we go out and there's one player that we've got high hopes for that just doesn't cut it. Now, actually, let's finish on a positive note. I thought McGinn and Luis were very, very good today. I would, um, and I know people are probably going to say about McGinn's passing once again today, I thought he did a lot of, lot of work in the middle midfield. I thought he was more a midfielder today than he has been. Got forward, had a couple of shots blocked, and look, we'd be sitting here talking about a one nil loss only for that brilliant only for a brilliant Kanza tackle and a brilliant McGinn yeah. tackle towards the end of the game as well. So credit where credit's due. We've dug out John McGinn an awful lot as well in this podcast. I thought he had a fine game today, or a better game today. I thought Douglas Luiz was probably um was one of our one of our better players as well. Um, I'm open to correction on that. I hope you guys yeah. uh you, you, took, you guys you agree with me. Out with the John McGinn tackle, and and that's the difference why we're sitting here talking about gaining a point as opposed to losing one. Yeah, and and for the life of me, I can't understand how how McGinn is our scapegoat and Watkins isn't. I just I just I just can't get it. Like, I can't. I, I, I don't no think there should be any scapegoat that that's a player. Well, I, I, our fans religiously have a scapegoat. I don't. I, I, I tend to call it like it is. Unfortunately, our fans decide to have a scapegoat. For some reason, it's John McGinn. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. It's who, it, You call out whoever is playing bad at that call time. Call out whoever's playing poorly Yeah, uh, yeah. at the time. Uh, and exactly. today, today, I think Ollie Watkins can say, like there was a, fo- a picture of him afterwards or a, a still shot of him on camera afterwards and he was kneeling down and he said in his hands, Ollie Watkins didn't need us to tell us that he should have put one in the back of the net today. And for that reason, I'm actually going to say, look, Ollie, I think I was too harsh on you. I apologise. But Jesus, man, be better at one-on-ones, please, because they're your bread and butter. You get a lot of them during the course of the season and it's so obvious that you hit it at the goalkeeper quite an awful lot of times. And man, we need you to be better than that because we all want you to be a great striker. Nobody wants you out the door. We want you to be a great striker. We want Danny Ings to be a great striker. We want Cameron Archer to be a great striker. We want everybody to be a good player for Aston Villa and that's where the frustration is born from. So, I'm going to leave it at that, guys. It's, uh, it's charged and it's full and it's <laughs> and we're unbeaten in three games, which is the, which is the oxymoron of the whole situation. You know, we're beaten in three games, five points from nine, which puts us on staying up form. Um, if you were to go by the amount of points, uh, the points accumulated and extrapolated out over the course of the season, which isn't going to butter any parsnips with anybody there from a statistical point of view. But look, we have Forest. We're going. There's going to be big expectation against Forest. If we were to make it six points out of twelve, I don't think that's good enough. But if we were to make it eight points out of twelve, I think you know that does put a rosier rosier tint on it. Um, but as I say, 
it's still not feeling right. This this team, the, the performance of these team, this team isn't feeling right, and that's where the passion and the, and and it comes from. And to be honest with you, Jesus, there's been some games where I've had four or five points watching it, and I haven't got that passionate after the game. So I don't know what blew out me today because I'm Joe Burrs a soldier at the moment. So I don't know what the story is. <laughs> and I, and I'm after drink. Maybe I need to go back on it. Yeah, that's maybe, it maybe maybe Villa will drive me to it again. I, yeah, 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 yeah. Excellent. Right, lads. Gonna leave you go. Thanks a million for that. Um, see you later in the week. Uh, we'll be back with, uh, with more podcasts later in the week. But thanks a million, everybody, for watching. Please like, please subscribe on, the, on uh, YouTube if you're not doing so already. And uh, we love you. Mind yourselves. Stay safe, stay healthy. And we're always going to say it up the absolute villa. Up the villa. Podcast Network.